0: Welcome to The Pursuit, a podcast to help you identify the goals that are most important and how to use the skills you already have to achieve them. My name is Kenzie Gillet, a licensed mental health counselor and the owner of Libertas Counseling, where everyone has the freedom to be better. To listen to this podcast, The Pursuit, and to my previous podcast, check out libertascounseling.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. Happy New Year. You know, it's really exciting every single time that you know, when a new year starts, you see how many people are so expectant of a, of a happy time. They're positive. They are, are motivated. You really genuinely generally see in people's eyes a willingness to be better. And the tough part is, you know, it's actually getting Work and getting those things done, though making those kind of changes you want. I see that a lot, uh, especially you know, with with, uh, my family and friends. They often will post about things that they want to accomplish or are hoping to accomplish for the new years. You know, they set new year's resolutions, and you know, inevitably, as it gets further down, further through the year, maybe a month in, a lot of the progress that they have been posting about and sharing, it tends to fizzle, fizzle out and they don't necessarily post about it anymore. And it, it kind of goes along with this: the mentality that Year's resolutions are not something that are really meant to be kept. But this year for me, I set an important uh, goal for myself. And, you know, the reason why I don't use the word a resolution for myself is because I understand that resolutions seem to have, have lost their importance or their Well, the commitment part of that has not been uh, been consistent over time. I Call them smart goals. Uh, I it's an acronym smart goals have has five different components When you are setting a goal and by using those components and actually working with them It makes your goals more achievable and makes a lot more sense for you as you progress through the entire year Now, the letters, they all stand for, so for the, in SMART, S stands for specific, a goal needs to be specific enough so you know exactly what you are striving for. The M stands for measurable. The goal that you set for yourself for this new year, it should be, you should be able to see, you know, what different benchmarks you're hitting as the year goes on. That allows you to be able to uh, adjust your process to get towards that goal, or to maybe even you know extend the time frame for it so your goal should be measurable you need to know if you're making progress or not uh, the, the A and smart stands for attainable the goal needs to be realistic we don't need to be setting goals that are pie in the sky that are extravagant beyond our any kind of realistic expectation that we'll complete it in this time frame so a goal needs to be, needs to be something that you can achieve it's reachable. It's still big enough or far enough that you are going to stretch yourself a little because you want to be better. You want to do something that's worth doing, but not so far ahead that you are inevitably, inevitably going to fail because you're fundamentally unable to reach that level that you're trying to reach. The R in smart stands for relevant, my favorite one. It means the goal that you set for this new year should be something that is meaningful to you. It's relevant to you and your experience and what you want to accomplish in your life. Uh, relevance also means that there should be an emotional, a deep emotional connection to that end goal. It needs to be a reason why you really want to do this thing, and the reason why we need to have an emotional connection to the goals that we set is because there are going to be days where we do not want to get out of bed and work towards that goal there are going to be times when we are working towards our goal and we hit roadblocks and barriers and difficulties and oftentimes some of these barriers will be outside of our immediate control so that frustration we are going to need to be pushing through it and it's when the goal is personally meaningful to you that you are willing to suffer uh, uncomfortable uncomfortable uh, feelings and, and stress and anxiety because you know that your goal is important. The T in SMART stands for time-oriented. Every goal that we set should have a specific time. It should not be open-ended because we know that when they have an open-ended goal with no real time frame or deadline attached to it, we tend to ignore it. We tend to uh, procrastinate for a long time. So if we set a specific goal, a date, and even maybe a time, it will allow you to go through and measure out the steps and the benchmarks that you should be hitting as you get closer to that deadline, and if you get near the end when you are when you should have completed the goal, it's possible that you may need to adjust the time frame, and that's totally okay. The point is that you understand that there is a time frame, and you are trying to hit specific points as you're measuring your progress along the way. So for me, I set smart goals for the year. For me, for this year, the smart goal that I'm setting because I don't set resolutions. I intend to grow my private practice, Libertas Counseling, to the point of having 15 to 20 clients by July 1st. Now, that isn't attainable for me. You know, you guys know that I, sc- I continue to work as a clinical supervisor at a co occurring uh, residential program for women in Ludlow. So, this private practice is my second job and it is something that I'm trying to grow. So, that means, you know, that changeover, as I get more and more clients in private practice, it's going to stretch me a little bit. So setting 15 to 20 clients by July 1st is something that is big enough that's going to make me work and to grow as a clinician and as a business owner, but it's also attainable. I can accomplish it. So and, and along the way, the benchmarks that I can hit, it is measurable. I can measure how many clients on average I'm seeing per week or how many clients are on my caseload so an, another exciting part about the the new year is you know I, I tend to use um not random dates but i use i use an excuse to motivate myself to keep going and because it's the beginning of the year, of course, you know the time we all set resolutions and goals, I use this as a launching point so in fact, so this week, I just actually started moving into my my new practice location um last year for the past year I've been seeing clients in my home office. So I've had a a handful of clients that I saw in my home office, and for many reasons, it's not ideal, but it made sense for me at the time. And now as I begin to expand my practice, it makes sense that I I need a a separate office space that's outside of my home. It allows me to expand my office hours, allows me to have a a greater sense of privacy and confidentiality. Um, Of course, the obvious boundaries that you know are are more in line and clear because of when you when you're seeing clients in your home office sure you may be your home office you have your private space for your sessions but it's still at your home and there, there is a sense of you know of blurred boundary lines that you want to make sure that you are firm with so this was a natural progression to an office space and it's exciting because now that i have this office space with a little bit more with a little bit more physical space here i can do a little, a little bit more things i can I can continue to see couples as i've been seeing them but i can now run some small counseling groups here as well so i set it up so my i begin. i just moved in this year at the beginning of uh, january because i want to use it as a launching pad to get me motivated and along the next six months to july i am uh, to june i am working towards uh setting up the specific benchmarks so i can look at my progress along the way in terms of reaching out to uh, different organizations and, and companies and schools, um, being able to market myself in a way that people feel that I may be able to help them in whatever difficulties they're going through. Um, I, I am setting up benchmarks that allow me to, to write more, uh, to be more consistent with writing my articles for Divorce Magazine, like as I've been doing, to write more personal uh, professional blogs for my website. Um, and also to record more podcasts on a consistent basis. So all these processes I'm putting in place is kind of really to minimize uh, uh, my procrastination and kind of automate my daily routine because I really need that. You know, I'm juggling a million different things, and as most of you are, I'm sure as well, it's important to have a process or a routine for yourself so you make sure that the priorities are always put front and center and you know that you need to work on them. So I I anticipate this year I'm going to have ups and downs, you know. So just as you're setting your smart goal for this year, it's okay to uh, to anticipate or expect that there will be some roadblocks. In fact, it's probably a better idea because if you are being realistic about the process that that you're going to have to go through, you must expect there will be some days that you are not going to want to do the work. There are going to be days that... Even though you are doing the work, there are things that may be outside of your control that are holding you up. You know, maybe it's waiting for a phone call, maybe it's uh, uh, an error at at work that's not your fault, but it still impacts your daily daily experience. Maybe it's an illness. You know, so there are things that can happen that are going to hold you up or make it more difficult to reach your goal. But by you anticipating the potential problems, you will, and, and also having a clear expectation as to what you should be doing as time goes on closer to your deadline even if something goes wrong even if you feel like sluggish and things you don't have that motivation there should be something however small something you can really do that's going to bring you towards that goal and a great example is if your goal is to uh, pay off a five thousand dollar credit card bill by october 1st obviously there are benchmarks that you can set in place where you pay off hundred every every two weeks or every week or whatever the however the, the however way the math works, but if something goes on where there is a, a a sudden bill a new bill that comes up unexpectedly like maybe there's a repair that has to get done at your house, you know, you can adjust you can pay for that thing but you can adjust things a little bit, and, and what I mean is you know maybe that week you don't go out and have coffee out at Starbucks or, or at at Dunkin' every morning maybe you save money here and there maybe you drive a little less save some gas money so anticipate there are problems and knowing where and how you can adjust your plan as you go because if you are too married to your plan and you feel like everything has to go perfectly for you to reach your goal then you're going to be mistaken and you're going to be a slammed with reality because things don't always go the way they, they should or we want them to so I'm fully prepared to adjust my timeline, of course, and my plan because as I try different ways of reaching new clients and new markets and trying to even improve my, my own skill as a clinician, as a counselor by taking courses and getting certified with prolonged exposure therapy for PTSD, you know, I'm going to be ready to adjust as, as it goes, goes on because this is not a, a field that is black and white. You know, there are different times where, you know, there'll be maybe an increased need for a particular kind of therapy, maybe a particular uh, demographic of, of potential clients may be looking for help. So things do shift and do change. And there are seasons, you know, that will impact my field of mental health counseling. So I'm prepared to change and adjust and also to do other things that may supplement my income because my obvious eventual goal is to be able to to work fully here with libertas counseling and, and, and be able to do all the things you know that i want to do with this practice which includes expanding eventually and that that may not be a a goal for this year but i am looking at that down the line that's what i want to do and certainly my goal of having 15 to 20 clients by by july june or july that's going to certainly bring me closer to my overall long-term goal of having a bigger practice with multiple clinicians. So as you set your goals for the year, you know, I, I want to focus on what I said regarding the goal being relevant to you and having a, a deep emotional connection to it. You know, there's a reason why, you know, when you see someone who is extremely... Uh, successful in a particular industry or an area, you know. Oftentimes, people say, "Well, that person was just born with it. They were born to do that thing, that skill, that 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 task, or that work, that job, whatever it is. They were born with it because, wow, I can't ever imagine. I can't. I don't remember a time when they weren't doing that thing. I think of Tiger Woods. Think of any uh, amazing basketball star like Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know. Think of uh, Steve Jobs. You know." People who had this—this this something about their passion—that they were willing to go to any any lengths to achieve it, and even with hitting those setbacks, they continue to push through, where so many other people have given up or didn't try to uh, try again. And, and what it is is—is is there is a deep emotional connection to that goal or that thing that you are great at. That is what you need to find. we don't set goals just for the sake of setting goals so often we have said we will we'll announce that i am going to lose 100 pounds and look and and look amazing by summertime. and i'll tell you a lot of times people don't really have any real emotional connection to that it's not relevant for them they don't really care about it but they'll announce it they'll say it because they know that maybe that is what their friends would expect of them maybe that would give them some kind of status maybe they're able to post it on social media and feel really good about themselves in the short term but if there is no real emotional connection if they don't if their motivating factor for setting that goal is not coming from internal forces their own feelings then very quickly at the first kind of trouble difficulty roadblock we're, we're going to abandon that abandon that goal because we, we weren't even really fully emotionally invested in it so it's important that you find something that you actually want to do, you actually want to do. It, I will say, it is possible, and you, it is possible to find meaning in something that initially does not have meaning for you. You know, you can know something is important, and, not have a mean, and, and it may not have a meaningful uh, impact on you, but you can find meaning in it. So often in the healthcare industry, if someone ha- is pre-diabetic, and they're told you need to eat healthy, And you say, well, you know what, I really, really love eggs, bacon, cookies, soda. I don't really care. I'm not emotionally invested in getting into shape or losing some weight. But now, if your children have have their own children, so you have grandkids now, and you see them, and they come, and they play, and they're talking about school, and you realize, wow, I really want to be there when they graduate high school. I want to be a part of their lives and go running around with them outside and I'm not going to be able to if I don't take care of my health. If I'm diabetic, you know, my risk of other diseases is much higher. So, initially you don't have emotional connection to losing weight or getting into shape, but you can find the meaning, you can find the meaning and attach it to that goal. So you may say, you know what? I don't care about saving money. You know, saving money might be important for some people, but you know what? I don't care because I just want to buy those tickets i want to buy the latest iphone i want to go out every single day and and order out and eat food and things like that you you can still find meaning in saving money you can say you know what i really want to have my own home have a, a spouse who cares about me have a white picket fence i'm not going to be able to do that unless i save money and i'm responsible with my income so nobody wants the budget. Nobody wants to be responsible with their money. They want to enjoy themselves and spend it as they like. But we realize there is a meaning. You can attach meaning to it, a long-term goal that's important to you. So if you are setting a goal, find the emotional connection that you have to it. I'm telling you, that's going to be the biggest thing that's going to push you through those barriers and those tough days when you don't feel like doing a thing. All right, and you'll get knocked down a few times, but because you care about it, because it's worth the effort, it's worth the pain, you're gonna keep going. Find the meaning in your goal. The meaning in my goal, why is it relevant for me? You know, there's so many reasons why my goal of having 15, 20 clients by July 1st with my practice, why that's meaningful for me. You know, first and foremost, you know, because it's a smaller part of my longer term goal of having a thriving practice with multiple clinicians, be, it's because I want to be able to f- provide for my family a certain level of living that allows me to be home more often allows us to enjoy vacations and, and and be able to travel and do things together you know and though right now I'm straddling a couple different jobs you know I know that this is not my end goal so I, I, it, the meaning for me is that I want to be able to enjoy a certain kind of lifestyle with my my wife and my three children Another meaningful attachment for this goal of mine is that I want to be able to serve a population that I feel like is instrumental in the success and the future of our country. It may sound funny, but for me, you know, in my experience in the last six years as a counselor, I've seen so many kids go through difficult, difficult home life, home life, lives, and experiences and traumas. And though I initially wanted to be a child counselor because I thought that, hey, if I'm able to reach, the kids i'm working with at a young age then maybe i'll be able to help change the direction of their lives i was really hoping that i could have an important impact on them at a young age so then their future would be a lot better than maybe their current lives or their parents lives and i kept hitting a wall you know the wall that i would hit was that you know though we had great sessions i would build rapport with my clients they still went home to a negative environment. They still went home and got a lot of the same uh, traumas. They were re-experiencing the same traumas over and over again every single week, the emotional traumas, the neglect, you know, the fear of living in a dangerous neighborhood, and they would come back to me, to my office. So every week I'm doing the same kind of processing, getting the work done in the office, and then they would go back to the same troubled, difficult home life. So I understood now I really needed to get more parents involved in in my process of counseling and helping these kids. And as I got that in place, you know, I realized that a lot of the parents that would bring their kids in for counseling, so many of them needed their own kind of counseling. counseling. They needed their own help. And for whatever reason, either they didn't have the time, which is a very reasonable, you know, response, didn't have the finances to take time off work, and, and you know, I realized that they were a population that, had, that was instrumental, obviously, in, in the success of their own kids. So now as I'm looking at a child who's working with me in counseling, I'm looking to the parents saying, how can I support the parents? How can I support the mom, the single mom, or the dad who's struggling to pay the bills? How can I help them create a life or an environment at home for their children so they are best able to be successful and to grow and to learn and be well-adjusted? So I began to shift my focus, and the population I started to work with started to change. It started to trend to an older age, and I started working more with adults because I knew that if I can help adults, particularly those, particularly those with kids, you know, if I can help them to adjust and cope with their current struggles, adapt to their past traumas, if I can help that, they're better able to raise responsible. A healthy children. So it's a roundabout way of helping the next generation. is about helping the parents. You know, having a, at least one loving adult in your life is going to be a huge indicator as to how well a child is going to grow and develop and develop their own relationship as they get older. So, now I, now, so right now, here at Libertas Counseling, and bring it back to what I was saying as to the kind of emotional connection I have to my goal, is that I work primarily with, with couples and adults who are navigating through a difficult life transition. Oftentimes, it's divorce or it's loss in the family or it's a loss of a job, maybe it's an empty nest. So I'm helping adults adjust to life changes. And because the changes that they're going through, if they are unable to navigate that in a healthy way, then certainly the kids that they're raising are not going to be able to adjust to it as well. So I'm trying to kind of help adults, particularly parents and couples, to be able to bounce back and push through those barriers because they have their own long-term goals for their families and and their relationship. And if I can help them to push through it, if I can teach them the skills that they need to be successful, that I know that they can create a loving environment at home for their kids and then also be able to teach their kids how to be successful and push through barriers as they come across. So that is really how I see that I can help Families break that cycle of poverty, of violence, of substance use, of neglect, of abuse, is by helping the parents stop it. The parents are more able to stop it that cycle versus the children. So I'm bringing parents in as partners in this whole process. So I am trying to serve a population that has a direct impact on the future success of this country. It's the parents. If you're a parent and you have a child, then your role is extremely important for the future of not only this country, but certainly the world. How you raise your children, how you teach them to be loving, to adjust, to be successful, to form positive relationships. If you're able to do that, you are having a direct impact on how safe and loving and happy the world is as well. So that is my emotional connection. I want to impact the country in a way that is positive and I want to be able to provide for my family in a way that allows me to be closer with them, spend more time with them and be able to enjoy all the positive things of of life with them. Find your emotional connection to your goal and I guarantee you even the tough days are not going to be your worst days. You're going to still have you're still going to have that that spark in you, that fire in your heart that makes you want to keep going. Setting goals for this year should be a priority and it's smart goals. It's a specific measurable, attainable, relevant to you, time-oriented goal. Those components are super important. So I want you guys to take a moment and you can even write down and kind of go through the different steps. You know, you can maybe even just say the resolution that you were you have set already and then go through and say, how can I make this resolution a smart goal? Hit all those components, but remember, it's the the are their relevance they're relevant to you if that goal is relevant and has a, an emotional attachment to you and your core being then I'm telling you you are going to push through all the tough stuff that comes along your way it's going to happen and as I'm going through this year working through this process of mine trying to get to my goal of 15 20 clients here with libertas counseling by July I know that that my, my overall idea or my vision for myself, for my future and the impact that I want to have on the world that is going to be, be my driving factor. So I'm so nothing is gonna derail me from that goal in that process. I really hope I really hope that you can see the the benefit in setting smart goals and finding your emotional connection to it. Thank you guys so much guys and I'll, I'll tell you you know if you email me, a resolution that you want to set for yourself, then I'll look at it and I'll respond. I will give you feedback. I promise you. If you email me a resolution that you're setting for this year and you want some feedback as to how to make it a smart goal, I will respond and I will give you feedback. That I can guarantee you. You can email me at my full name, Kency, K-E-N-C-Y, at LibertasCounseling.com. And I'll get back to you with some feedback about the goals that you are trying to set for this year. You can also go to my website, www.Libertascounseling.com, libertascounseling.com, where not only can you find a worksheet about how to set SMART goals, but also other content, my other blog posts, some articles that I've written for Divorce Magazine, and how to even... Uh, uh, protect your kids even after or, or even though you're going through a divorce there's a lot of content on my website and I'm always adding more and more and more because again I'm trying to be able to serve our next generation of leaders in this world by helping adults and families grow and adjust to life's circumstances thank you so much for joining me I'll talk to you soon and again Happy New Year I'm Ken C. Gillette with Libertas Counseling where you have the freedom to be better